Welcome to the Get More Math podcast, where we support teachers in their quest for long-term student gains. This is a podcast for teachers to share their passion for math education, learn best practices from experts in the field, and swap ideas for student success. This is Community. This is Get More Math. Welcome back to the Get More Math podcast. I'm Derek Maxson. I'm the president of Get More Math. And with me is Josh Britton, the founder of Get More Math. Hey, Derek. Josh, I'm really excited about this podcast having hit the airwaves this past week. Being able to provide this resource to teachers to help teachers to navigate school closures and remote learning during this time of COVID, it's something we're really committed to and we're happy to be able to help. We have another interview this week, Josh. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you've interviewed and how it's going to help us. Well, Derek, today we interviewed Joan Sherman. She's a math teacher with 33 years of experience, and yet she finds herself in an utterly new environment with a completely new challenge. I really like the way she suggests many specific small steps that, taken together, are really helping her students still succeed, still make progress despite the massive changes. This sounds great, Josh. As this podcast is by teachers for teachers, we're hoping that there's a tip that each teacher can take away from this podcast. Without any further ado, let's jump straight into the interview. Well, thanks for stopping by our show again. Today we have Joan Shearman. She's primarily a seventh and eighth grade math teacher. How are you, Joan? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fairly well. Thanks so much for being willing to kick around what's going on and what you're trying out. Oh, you're welcome. Have you kind of heard the premise of our show already? Um, yes, I have. Great. Our basic idea is we're, we're just trying to find out what teachers are up to as they adapt to this difficult time, what's working, what's not working. But perhaps to start, let's roll the clock back a little bit and think about a few months ago in what seems to be a completely different world. Could you describe to me what maybe a typical math class and typical responsibilities for you would look like at that time? Well, yes. I basically would review any concepts that I had previously taught when a class would come in, teach a new concept, um, using a Promethean board, document camera, different things like that. And then we actually use Get More Math for the practicing of those concepts and for mixed review. So the students would log on to their Chromebooks to practice the concept, get on mixed review when they're done. And I just float around the room and help them with any issues they have. So that would be, you know, basically how the class, my classes would go. Thank you. So, so now that your kids are stuck at home, and I guess, what are we on? Is this week four? I guess I don't even know. Like, it, it feels like Groundhog Day. It it's certainly the same does. day again. <laughs> Still stuck at home. I think we're around week four here. Well, we actually just started teaching remotely on March 30th. So we only have about a week and a half in. For two weeks, we did not... Um, teach them. We just were off and waiting to hear what we could do. There was an issue, I believe, with um, worrying about fulfilling the IEPs of students. So we were 
waiting to hear how we could go about teaching. So we started on March 30th. And what we're expected to do is to provide work for the students, provide lessons for the students, try to keep it as normal as possible with learning concepts and reviewing, but also um, making sure we don't overwhelm them. Um, some of our students could be watching siblings at home um, and they have to wait till their parents get home before they can start any of the lessons. Uh, so we were just told, you know, make sure you know of these challenges with your students, uh, make it as meaningful as you can, but also don't overwhelm them. So um, the first week, I just assigned mixed review problems for them to do. And then also we have to use um, Google Classroom to um, post assignments and we're using you know, various things like Khan Academy videos. Um, we're using Google Forms for attendance. Our kids have to sign in and put their name in for attendance. Um, so we're responsible for teaching them. Uh, we're responsible for attendance. We make phone calls if parents, uh, if students are not engaging and they're not online doing our lessons. Um, we also have to make paper packets for students who are not able to get online. Um, we did, however, give out 400 Chromebooks district-wide to students. We had parents pick wow. them, yes, so that they could take them home and um, work on these online um, activities. We only, I have 105 students and there is actually only one student that gets a paper packet and we mail it to them and they do the lessons on paper. But otherwise we're, you know, we're doing online learning. And like I said, I had to learn about Google Classroom because I hadn't used that before and how to attach links to it for Khan Academy, different videos. We're actually doing Zoom meetings with our students if they have any questions and also just to touch base with them. Um, the principal wants to make sure that we let them know that we're okay and we want to make sure they're okay and their mental health is very important to us. So the Zoom meetings sometimes are just to check in, but those are some of the basic responsibilities that that we have to take care of now with this online learning. Well, that's, that is so much. <laughs> you say a week and a half ago, you started to have to, and then you have this fairly extensive list. How, how are you doing? Like, is it just consuming all of your time? It truly is. Um, when you work from, you know, 7.30 to 3, you walk away and maybe you have a little bit to do in the evenings. But right. with students logging on to your lessons at all hours of the day, um, they're emailing all day long, even into the night with questions. So we kind of... Um, we're guided by our principal to say, you know, you, you make yourself available between these hours and these hours, eight to three, and, you know, try to just guide the students in saying, um, if a student emails me at nine o'clock at night, um, just say, could you get on tomorrow at 10 a.m. and I'll help you through it, things mm -hmm. like that, um, because it really has, it's been like 15-hour days. Oh. 
and not constantly, you know, there are little breaks here and there, but it's, it's nonstop. I was out for a walk with my husband and a parent was texting, you know, my son's having trouble with this problem. Could you, um, could you log on and help him? And I'm thinking I'm out for a walk right now. Um, as soon as I get back, I will, but it's, it, it is, it's just, it's really consuming um, time consuming. So our principal wants to make sure we're okay too. So he said, just make yourself available between eight and three, or if you would rather make it between 10 and five or whatever suits you, you know, try to stick to that. So you have, um, some time to yourself, but it has been very time consuming. So there's the, the range of time where sort of you have office hours and you're sort of live and present to your students, but there must be this other big range of time where you're trying to get a hold of like what Khan Academy video suits a particular standard or how to your scope, your new scope sequence and how to rearrange all of your, uh, your expectations in that fashion, like all the preparation that you're having to do. Is that also in that sort of stipulated block of time or is that beyond that? Um, it, our principal would like us to have it be, Within that block of time, sometimes it's not always possible. Um, we have a lot of team meetings too. We have the teaming um, concept at our middle school. So um, the all of the other eighth grade teachers and I meet um, on Zoom once a week, but we also text daily wow. uh, with plans, with things that are going on. Has anyone heard from this student? Has anyone heard from that student? Um, that kind of thing, just to, to check and, and be on the same page with the kids. Um, so there's that aspect also. And then we have to, um, yes, um, plan the lessons. We have to put them on our school calendar, uh, on our webpage. We have to post them in Google Classroom. We have a remind text that for parents that goes out, you know, telling them to have their child, their child check their assignments. Um, so we have them multiple places so that it's, it's easy for the kids, but it takes a lot of time to put those things in every one of those places and plan them. It certainly is um, taking a lot of time. So let's talk a little bit more about the substance of, of what you're calling a lesson. Um, you just said that you take your lesson and you post it on the school's website and on Google Classroom. And there's also like a text notification of, I guess, hey, there's a new lesson. But what is a lesson in, in this crazy new world? Well, for math, for me, um, like I said, we started out the first week with just mixed review, just reviewing concepts because the kids haven't, hadn't been in school for two weeks mm. at that time. Um, but this week we did start actual instruction. So I'm trying to make it as easy as possible for them to do on their own, but be meaningful. So it is changing the plans that I had for the rest of the year. Um, I have to adapt. Um, so I am using get more math for my lessons and I attach a Khan Academy video or maybe a formula sheet or a document that I have saved that will help them like notes, that kind of thing, and attach it um, in Google Classroom for them to use. Um, but it's, 
you know, I, I try to keep it short. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we were told maybe only let them have about 20 to 30 minutes of your lesson to do, because if they have five or six other teachers giving them that amount, we don't want them to be working more than three hours. Um, so we have to keep it short. Um, so I just, um, assign the lesson on get more math and they have a video to watch. And of course, while they're on, or when I am monitoring them, I am on, um, the get more math site. And if I see someone's been on for a long time on one problem, I message them, which is a really great feature that we can send messages to them, especially at this time. Mm. So I can guide them in how to, how to do a problem, that kind of thing. So we're available, you know, while during the day to help them. Um, but it's, you know, just basically something easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I did combining like terms today with them and found a lesson on get more math and a video that they watched. And of course you have the students that email, I don't know how to do this. And then I say, did you watch the video? Oh, I didn't know there was one. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, dear. Because they can read, uh, read what they're supposed to do, but sometimes all of it doesn't sink in. So just reminders of what they should be doing. Um, the very first day of instruction on Monday, there were lots of emails to answer about kids mm. not understanding where to find their lesson, what they should be doing. Um, some of them just know, I mean, they know to log on to get more math and that's where their lesson's going to be, but they didn't log into Google Classroom to see that there was a video attached to that lesson. Right. So now they have some problems they're supposed to work out and they're like, how am I supposed to do this? I don't know how. Right. Right. So are you guys maintaining a, a daily lesson expectation? What we're doing with that, we started out that way last week. We set like for for me, for my math, I gave them so many mixed review points to do each day. Mm-hmm. And they were doing fine with that. But with some of the other subjects, they they weren't completing everything on the day that it was expected. And we were having a little bit of trouble with that. So we adapted. And what we're doing now is we're saying that, yes, Monday, we want you to do this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, these things. But it's all due at the end of the week. Mm. So if a student chooses to do math all on one day and get it done that's fine. And if they want to do like their reading assignments on the last day, as long as all of them are done by the end of the week, then they have freedom, you know, to, to pick and choose what okay. they want to work today. That seems to be doing, um, to, to be working a lot better. It sounds like you don't have any like, um, synchronous expectations, like at 10 o'clock, we're all going to be on this channel or at zoom or something like that. Is that correct? Um, that for the lessons, that's correct there. They can work independently, but we do have zoom meetings with the students, but mostly that's not for instruction. That's just to kind of check in with them, Mm. let them familiar face, let them know everything's going to be okay. And, you know, we're working together and we'll get through it and, and that kind of thing. So it's not really for instruction, but yeah, so basically they are on their own and they can do the assignments whenever they choose to do them. Okay. 
And then during your sort of connected zone, like your seven hour or whatever uh, period of time where you're available, like, so it sounds like you could be working with kids from like four different periods on whatever, whatever individual content they, they need help on. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yes. I'm just trying to trying to absorb that, right? I, I've never experienced anything like that. You're saying theoretically you could be like, I don't know, you could maybe have spun up a Zoom meeting and you're helping a kid walk through a problem while you're getting pinged from a you know, a kid in a different grade on a different topic and another kid on another class and your emails are stacking up from some parents who have questions or oh. that's that's a typical day, yes. It's an exercise in imagination for me. You know, it's 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 Again, it's beyond the beyond anything within my decades of experience or yours, I imagine. Right. Sounds like riding quite the wave, like all day long. Just trying not to wipe out. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what it has been like. Yes. Yeah. Have you found any any ways in particular that stand out for you that really worked for connecting with kids, uh, for encouraging them, for keeping them happy and relating to you well? Yes, you know, um, two things have been really helpful with um, with that. Um, one of them is actually messaging them when they're working on Get More Math. So that's why I've tried to, at different times of the day, check on them and see who's their current status, see who's working at that particular time, and just send them a quick message. Um, Hi, glad you're working today. I really yeah, appreciate nice. how much work you're doing. Um, hang in there, you know, you're doing great, that kind of thing. I hope your family, you and your family are well. Um, that and emails, a lot of the students are emailing when they have an issue because I might not be on at a particular time when they are working. I might not be, you know, watching Get More Math at that time. So if they email, then I'll send the same kind of things back in an email, not only help them with the question that they have, but also you know, put those kinds of messages in, you know, hope you're doing well. I hope you and your family are, are, you know, having some good times. Um, Mm. Know that we're all thinking of you. Let me know if I can help you in any way, that kind of thing. I like that. That's really neat. Have you uh, had any kids that you just haven't heard from? Actually, we have one student that we haven't heard from. Mm. And we actually had an issue with that um, during the year also. He was absent a lot of the time. Um, and so not much has changed with that. Um, then in that case, we turn those students' names over to our guidance counselor. Sure. And, and then they try to make contact with the parents and see what's up. But so far out of 105 students, we've only had one that wow. isn't logging on at all. Now, all of them are not doing every assignment, but our principal is is kind of saying just, if they're doing something at this point, that's good. And then we'll reach out individually to the students if they're not doing our assignment and say, hey, you know, could you set aside some time? I can help you through this if you have questions, that kind of thing. Um, so we're just happy if they're on and doing something at this point, but really mostly um, most of the students are rising to this and they're doing very well for us. So you have kids, you're, it's still early days for what you're doing, but you have kids learning brand new content from a con video, it sounds like, 
and then practicing on, on get more math and succeeding. Yes. Yes. Now we don't, I don't do direct instruction like that every day, a new concept every day. Okay. Um, this week I, I did one on Monday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday will just be mixed review Friday. Uh, we're giving them off. So I'm giving them some time also, because as you know, when you assign a new lesson on get more math, it replaces the old one. Mm-hmm. So this way it gives them a couple days to be able to get the lesson done and mix review. If they want to do it all on one day, they can, they can wait till the second day instead of doing it on the first, gives them a little bit more freedom that way. Um, and we don't want to overwhelm them with too many new things when they're learning on their own. Yes, absolutely. For some kids, that's a wonderful freedom and they're going to stretch into it with gladness and they're going to get things done faster and they'll be, they'll love the liberty, but other kids will just be overwhelmed to, to learn from a video, right? That, that would be my expectation. Yes. Yes. And we have our learning support teachers and emotional support teacher also reaching out to students. Um, They're adapting lessons and assignments to meet the IEP goals. They're actually having Zoom IEP meetings Hmm. and that kind of thing. But the learning support teacher and emotional support teacher, um, they've been an excellent resource for us. And they will reach out to the parents. Just this morning, I got a phone call from our learning support teacher. Um, one of our learning sports students has anxiety mm. and they're really nervous about this whole pandemic. Mm. And um, so they can't focus very well and they're not completing lessons and things like that. So we restructured what she was having, what she was doing. We don't want them to spend more than 20 or 30 minutes per subject. So we told her, you know, on the honor system, we will, you know, allow you a few work for, 20 to 30 minutes on something, um, reach out for help if you need it. But if you're stressing and, you know, don't go beyond that per subject, and then we will accept what you have done. So instead of maybe getting 15 mixed review points, if she's getting seven or whatever in that half hour, that's, that's fine. That's, that's wonderful. Individualizing to that particular student's very important need. That's a beautiful thing. And I love it. You can do that. It sounds like you're, you've made a lot of adjustments fast. I'm curious to take a, a little trip down into the con videos. What do you think? Are you finding what you need? Are they quality instruction? I've, I've really, to be honest with you, I haven't watched many of them. In many years, I haven't watched any. So I don't really know what they're up to these days. Uh, they, they are pretty good. Um, I usually can find what I need. Um, sometimes, I think a few times... I found other videos just online that teachers have posted um, that I use also. Um, I found one that was really good. And of course, it got me halfway through and um, then it wanted me to pay for it. Uh So, well, no, I'm looking for free (laughs) things here. So, (laughs) right. Um, But it's, and sometimes it's not exactly what you need. Um, So, there will be questions. Um, I, I did have to adapt. I had one video on that I thought was good, but then I realized it didn't talk about integers. It just talked about positive numbers, mm. really like terms. So then quickly I found another one and put that on and said, if you're having trouble, watch this one and that kind of thing. So it is adapting on the fly many times. Um, so Khan Academy is a good resource. It, it's, um, 
you know, like anything, it's not always perfect or not the exact way you might teach it. Right. So that creates some challenges. I like what you just said. I, as, as I've looked at different things people are doing and how they're adapting, I, I look at our own product to get more math. There's no single like, oh, just do this and your problems are solved. <laughs> right. Like right. It, there's any number of, of good things that then have their attendant like, oh yeah, but it wasn't really designed for this moment in time. I don't, I haven't actually run into anything that I feel is designed for this moment in time. No, but I'll, I'll tell you though, Get More Math has made it easy for me because the students were so used to using it all year. For the last two years, our district has used it and they just got right on. They know they, it was kind of like seamless almost for them, um, especially the first week with just doing mixed review. They were on it and they were doing more than I anticipated you know i told them a certain amount of points and some were getting in the hundreds and just they must have been bored i guess but (laughs) um but yeah so that that has helped that really has helped because they were used to that and it wasn't like everything was new to them then right right you can imagine that for somebody stepping into that system in april for the first time suddenly trying to do uh, a very intense sort of review of everything would be probably overwhelming They'd really need to start small and like slowly build it up. But you were in a perfect position where you've you've got the momentum. Did you do any, just I'm curious about Get More Math in particular then, did you do any like um, alteration of your mixed review content? Like, I don't know, make it easier or smaller? I did. Um, I also put the uh, maximum amount of skips that they could Ah, have per problem and um and took away penalties actually because i didn't want them to get too overwhelmed and have to spend too much time if i wasn't there to help them so i did that and i trimmed down some of the um the concepts some of the mixed review concepts Mm -hmm. eliminated some of them so they weren't you know too overwhelmed was it sort of the hardest ones or the ones that really are the buggers for them Yes. Yes. That's what I would do. I'd go to the one that I'm always helping kids with and be like, "Uh, this, this is like, while they were in my room, this made sense. But now that I never get to see them, this is a bridge too far. Uh, Absolutely. I just, I find myself in general thinking it's odd for me to do because I'm all about high standards. As you can tell, if you've been using my program for a long time, like I want kids to really learn the math, but, but uh, for the time being, it's odd to do, but I think we should all dramatically reduce our expectations. Absolutely. Isn't that, isn't that a strange phrase? Like how, you've been teaching how long? 33 years. 33 years. Like when do we ever talk about downgrading our expectations? <laughs> you know, like let's, let's expect less. Like, ah, uh, that kills right, me. Right, right. But that was the same message we got from our principal Good. too. Exactly the same message that we can't expect them to do the same things that they were doing with us there because they don't, have that support anymore. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's sane. And I'm really glad your administrator is, is sounding that note. It's good for you. It's good for your kids. It's pragmatic. And that's mostly what I'm seeing and hearing. Sometimes I'm actually hearing, you know, drive on, never lower your expectations, aim high. Uh, that scares me. It does. And, and I, I do feel badly for the students that are high achievers. So I'm thinking in the future, if you know if this continues for weeks, 
um, putting some of those students in another class and making some challenging problems for them, um, the ones that I know could handle it, and um, giving them some options where they could take things further if they want. That's a great idea. That's That actually gets to me to, um, I think, probably my last question, which is what have you not done yet? What problems are kind of still floating around that you want to whack, such as what you just said? Um, so are there other th- things that you haven't dealt with yet that are sort of pending? Yes. Um, I haven't created any of my own teaching videos, which probably would be a good idea to do um, since the students are used to my way of teaching. Um, and it is hard sometimes to find exactly what I want in a video that's already made. So that might be something that I would like to try. Um, and also um, trying to, well, and, and I guess I am doing this already, motivate the few who are not working hmm. um, by giving them reachable goals and, you know, reaching out to them and telling them, oh, okay, maybe I signed 15, but if you could give me five today, you know. And yeah, that kind of right. Yeah, next review or, yes. I, I like it that you're, you know, you're not trying to do it all at once. I think it, a temptation could be, although it's just, it would be overwhelming. It is because what we have to deal with now is overwhelming. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am going to utterly pivot and be a completely perfect, you know, masterful remote learning guru. And I'm going to make all my own videos and I'm going to start using, you know, these other new technologies and I'm going to have, I don't know. It's, I love, I love the idea of, you know, starting with with some bite-sized piece of challenge, dealing with it, stepping into something else, dealing with it. So I think it's cool that you haven't made your own videos is what I'm driving at. So I've, I've been talking to different teachers who have started from different places and so far, I haven't talked to anybody who I think has overreached and tried to do everything all at once. And I, I like that. I think that's, again, like one of my chief concerns is that teachers take care of themselves. I feel like I know how it is to be a teacher. You just rush, you know, you just rush into the fire, as it were. You're that person. And uh, yes. <laughs> you just keep rushing. You know, like if there's more needs, you just keep going for it. And so like your own needs can get kind of pushed to the side. And Absolutely. Uh, and right now, like... It's like being a new teacher all over again and having to learn all this stuff and make all this stuff. I remember that first year is brutal. And here at year 33, you're, you're doing a, a first year teacher's work. Yes, yes. Because I, you know, my colleagues talked about, oh, they use Google Classroom to post their assignments and it's great. And I thought, okay, but I have get more math and I'm using it and it's, it's, it's working well. I don't see the need for that. But then all of a sudden in two days, I had to figure out how it all worked. And, mm. and um, yeah, so it's definitely been a challenge. So yes, baby steps. And even those baby steps are monumental, actually. Right. And just managing your time and managing uh, communication expectations. And uh, are you getting phone calls from parents or is it mostly email? You said you're getting texts. Yes, mostly emails, but a few texts. Um, There were parents that um, I reached out to that I knew their child would have some issues um, doing everything. So I thought, well, I'll just text them and see if, if... you know, that's an easy way to communicate. They can okay. communicate with me that way. So I I do have a few students that their parents are texting me 
Um, and that seems to be a good way to communicate with them and for them to help their child and for me to help their child. I actually did a 40 minute phone conversation with one of my students. Um, the dad asked if I would call him because he was saying that he forgot all of the stuff that he would, you know, that we were doing on mixed review. Uh. And, um, he said, could you call our home phone and help him through some things? I said, absolutely. So I called and I was on the phone with that student for 40 minutes. Wow. And um, a lot of it was, um, well, I, I think he was trying to pull one over on his dad a little bit, perhaps. Wait, wait, Joan, do, do students do that? Um, but he did have some legitimate questions and we went through them and and now he's been um he's been great ever since so that you know a little bit of time invested but it it worked out yeah i guess you can't do that for 105 kids no (laughs) yeah but all of them don't need that right right well i i took a page full of notes of all the different things you're doing and it's it's wonderful. I I salute you and commend you for your intense efforts. Thank you for giving us a chance to kind of pick your brain and and hear from a teacher that's you know in the trenches trying to love kids best you can. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Josh, for a very thought-provoking interview today. Josh, what are some takeaways that you would summarize from your time with Joan? I loved hearing Joan's many strategies for reaching her kids. She is clearly um, targeting every single kid, and she's gone to great lengths, especially to reach the kids with the most needs. So we have parents texting her. We have a phone call she made to a kid who was kind of dragging the feet a bit, sounds like. Um, We have real concern for the single kid who's still AWOL. We have the 20 to 30 minute honor system for the kid whose anxieties are so intense. There's just so many things that she's doing to address all of the little individual needs. And then too, I really like her rapid and creative adaptation um, where you see her bringing in Google Classroom, which she hadn't used, and the Khan Academy videos and retooling her use of Get More Math a little bit. So she's, she's kind of building up this patchwork of, of great tools to meet the current need. I also liked it, strategically speaking, that she didn't, I think, maybe reach too far and start trying to make her own video content. You know, one of my huge messages is, as we try to take care of kids, I, I really hope teachers are taking care of themselves. I think it, it becomes more important than ever that caregivers and service providers themselves are are um, having their needs met. So, you know, establishing boundaries and trying not to overreach. So it was cool that she said that's something for the future, maybe something to reach into once she gets, it's a few weeks under her belt, starts to figure out how things work. So lots of kudos to Joan and, and we really appreciate the chance to hear from her. Thank you, Joan, for being on our podcast today. And thank you, Josh. I really appreciate teachers like Joan who are giving so much of themselves to make sure that our children across the country can have the best educational experience during really difficult times. So thank you so much for doing that. Thanks, Josh, for unlocking some of these tips for us today and for encouraging us along wherever we are in whatever part of education that we're doing. That about wraps up today's episode of the Get More Math podcast. Join us again next week 
with another compelling discussion of how we do education during the COVID era. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Get More Math podcast. We would like to invite all our listeners to visit our website at getmoremath.com, where you'll find helpful information about how Get More Math can help you transform the math education experience through targeted mastery and cyclical review. We would welcome you to take advantage of our free trial, which is good not only for the remainder of this school year, but also for the 2021 school year. If you think this podcast would be helpful to others, please share it, post it on social media, or leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please send an email to podcast at getmoremath.com. See you next time on the Get More Math Podcast.